there! Welcome to episode 141 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. When Nintendo went 16-bit, there were two things everyone couldn't wait to see. One was the new Mario game. The other was the next generation of The Legend of Zelda. Considering that this game still stands as one of the best ever made to this day, I'd say they didn't let their fans down. Don't forget your moon pearl, because tonight we listen to the music of The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Well, hello, Matt. Hello, Chris. How the bloomin' heck are ya? Ha 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Nothing, I was just reflecting on how we're both doing. Yes, 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 yes. I've been better, but I've also been worse. That's I'm true. Currently getting over a cold. I think I'm in the throes of the last day, and I cannot wait. It has been four days of coughing and fever, but no COVID. Sorry to get real with you guys. Um, but yeah, last days. I'm hoping to return to the land of the living as soon as humanly possible. Well, I, I'm glad that you were able to uh, bring your undead corpse here so we could talk about this game today. I reserved all my energy for this. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, just general warning, I don't know how well it's going to carry down here, but I'm doing a, uh, we're in the midst of a bathroom remodel in this house, and uh, I was informed that the guy went home to get his sledgehammer, so, I mean, ah. that's all the way up there, but if there's some, like, incessant banging in the background, I, mean, I think we should be fine, but, you know, just so you know, I'll edit out what I can, but there might be some <laughs> construction noise going on in the background. What are you going to do? I need a bathroom. So anyway, <laughs> we're uh, we're here to talk about the Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past. It is its thirtieth anniversary as of uh, no, let's see the twenty-first. What's today? We are on the eighteenth. So yeah. yeah, it's on Sunday. Look at that. The day think, before uh, the episode goes live. I think I know what I'm going to be doing on Sunday. Yeah, me. I'm going to be sleeping. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> Screaming into a pillow, maybe crying. I don't know. You know, the day, it it's so much possibility. Yeah, it really, it does hold so much hope. But maybe I'll just uh, blast through Link to the Past. That sounds like a, eh. a pretty good way to spend the day. But you know what, let's, uh, yeah. we've got a large, a large playlist ahead of us, so we should probably get to work, huh? Ah, I'm ready. All right, Matt. Yes, sir. Hit us with some history. With pleasure. The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past was released on the Super Famicom 30 years ago on November 21st, 1991. Then, on the Super NES a few months later in April of 92. What most fans considered a return to form, the third Zelda game abandoned the new 2D side-scrolling approach its predecessor Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link, utilized, while incorporating elements like magic use and environmental elevation changes. A Link to the Past successfully took everything good about the first two games and expanded upon them to a remarkable degree and it did so with a level of quality that was undeniable. Story was expanded on, musical cues that would stick with the franchise for decades were introduced, the graphics were incredible, and the gameplay was infinitely more fluid than the NES original. The game went on to be a massive success, further cementing the Zelda brand's status as the truly legendary franchise. The game's soundtrack was composed by Koji Kondo, the legendary music maestro responsible for some of the most iconic songs in all of video games, including the original Super Mario Bros. and Zelda themes. We've spoken about this man a lot, and uh, we're going to listen to his music, so I don't really have anything else to say on that risk, that avenue other than this guy's a legend, and uh, I want to give him a hug. 
<laughs> when I get better, I'll give him a hug. Sounds like a plan. I don't get him sick. So, Mr. Matt, what is your personal history with The Legend of Zelda? Oh, Legend my Zelda? goodness. Um, I, I think um, one of my friends got it first. Uh, once he beat it, I borrowed it, and um, I played it nonstop. Um, this game is just one of those games that, like, for me, uh, sticks out as, like, a, a, a beacon in my life, like uh, a moment in my past where I'm like, I know exactly where I was, and remember what i was doing you know that that sort of stuff oh yeah um just they I, I felt this game was so innovative um you know bouncing back and forth through time and you know in the in the read it in the write down up front there was the you know the multi-level siege screen so you'd get on a screen and you'd be like hey what's that over there how do i get over there? you know there's just so much to it it's so what's the word it was so uh, intriguing it it, it for me, it, it enveloped me. When you first pick up the sword in the woods and it's oh, dark yeah. and it's spooky, like that hooked, hooked me immediately. And like there was no no letting go from that point on. That this game sits in my pantheon of like, like there's some games from the past that I, I think to myself like, oh, I should go play this. And you know, I go back and play it, and I'm like, ah, this is, this is a little rough, but worse for wear. It didn't age well. This is one of the few games that I. I feel like timeless, absolutely timeless. And I don't know how many times I've played through this over the years. I think um, every now and again as an adult, I get a bug and I'm like, I totally should play this again. And then uh, I do. And I love every second of it. Yeah, same here. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I replayed this just last year. And uh, right? was it last year? I think it was just last year. <laughs> Either way, I'll, I'll play through this game a number of times just I, I it's one of the best games I've ever played in my life and yeah it's in one of those it's one of those watershed moments that I'll always remember I remember we got our Super Nintendo and when we opened up the box you know we had our Super Mario World and my sister got F-Zero we opened up the box and then that giant poster was in there and I saw Zelda 3 written on it so our Super Nintendo pretty much close to launch and there was just these images of Zelda 3 I was like there's a new Zelda game. There's a new Zelda game. It's coming soon, and it looks incredible, and it looks like the original game and not like Zelda 2. And I'm super stoked on it. Yes, yes, please. Amazing. So we got the game. I remember, you know, ripping open the box, and uh, actually I didn't rip open the box. I was very careful with it, because I still have my original copy in my box over there on, on the wall over there, and it's still in very good shape. Um... But I, I, I yanked the cartridge out, I put it in there, and that story in the beginning was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. And then you start playing, and like you, you wake up in bed, and your uncle goes outside, and as soon as you walk outside in that rain, that was the mm -hmm. moment for me. That was the moment. I mean, actually, no, the, the moment for me was when he's turned it on, and the Triforce comes together, and the sword goes, shing, and it does the whole title screen music. That was the moment for me. It was that early. <laughs> that it was done. This game was one of my favorite. I wasn't even ever. in the menu screen, and I was hooked. Exactly. But that rain was one of the most impressive things I'd ever seen in my life. It's like, oh my god, what the heck is this? And you know, going down under. Saving Zelda is one of the first things you do in the game. Like, yep. And then everything past that, it was just the most beautiful world I had ever seen in a video game, and I wanted to explore every corner and. It was challenging, it was fun, it was clever, it was creative, and, you know, the whole time thinking, like, all right, we're going to beat Aghanim, and 
let's get the Master Sword and we're good to go. And then I got the Master Sword and I went to go fight Aghanim. And he was like, yeah, well, let's go to the Dark World. And I said, what? Yep. It was like, mm -hmm. it was like the Upside Down Castle and Symphony of the Night, a similar kind of experience, except years and years before. This was like, oh, I'm not even halfway done yet. <laughs> I remember getting to Aghanim thinking like, well, this is going by pretty quickly. And then he brings me into Dark World. It's like, oh, there's six more dungeons. You've, you're nowhere, sir. You've done nothing. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Top to bottom, I just love this game. No, I mean, what's not to love about it? And it, it was, I was, I was so obsessed with Legend of Zelda before this. Like Zelda 1 and 2 were so, like, in my head. I, I dressed up as Link for Halloween one year, and everyone thought I was Peter Pan. Uh, That's funny. Because nobody knew who Link was. It was... Yeah, the, the video games were so much less popular back then, um, and uh, the, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I lived for Fridays because every Friday was the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Same. It was absolutely that whole world of Hyrule was just my favorite thing in all of games. And as much as I love Mario and Metroid, Zelda was always that number one, that just that top spot for me. And when A Link to the Past happened, it was like it was a, the game was a dream come true. It was it was just hard to imagine. When I think about what Hyrule would look like in a in a more detailed video game, like you think of the water, you think of the grass, and like they nailed that. The green of the grass and the mm -hmm. blue of the water is so gorgeous in that game. It's it's just the most one of the most perfect gaming experiences I've ever had. So let's listen to some music. Yes, let's please. get to work. I I didn't skip almost any tracks. I mean, there were a couple of. Like minor repetitive songs they skip, but for the most part, we're just going to go through this whole ding dang thing. Why, why not, right? Because it's our show. That's our show, and this game deserves it. All right, so we're going to get started here with um, the first song, the first proper song you hear in the game. If you just press start after the title screen, because uh, you can let the prologue play first, but we're going to start here because this is the menu music, and this is this this is a song that is stuck with the Zelda franchise ever since this game. This is where it got its start, and it's been pretty much like main menu music for most of the Zelda games following it. This is called Great Fairy, uh, because it's also the music that plays in the Great Fairy uh, when you meet any Great Fairies in the game. Uh, but it's also a very pretty little harp tune, and uh, let's give it a listen. Here's Great Fairy. Enjoy. Great Fairy slash menu theme from The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, and it is a gorgeous tune, and I, ex I expect to have this experience a lot tonight where I've played through this game so many times that, like when we did our original Super Mario Brothers episode, it's like, I just know this music so very well, but I can't remember the last time I really sat and 
concentrated on just listening to the music and appreciating it for what it is. Um, and this really just is such a stunningly gorgeous piece. Like, I feel like it's so much more associated with Ocarina of Time uh, from a lot of folks who, you know, grew up on Ocarina of Time and are a lot younger than me. Um, <laughs> but this song will always remind me of this game way more than any other Zelda game because this is where mm -hmm. I first heard it. Uh, and it's just a beautiful piece. Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think you'd said it right before the, the track played. This is very synonymous with, you know, The Legend of Zelda. But the uh, I instantly think of when you come across one of the fairies. And I, it like it immediately puts that image in my head of, of you know, uh, going onto the screen. And then they're kind of floating about. You know, and uh, I, I love this piece of music. Period. Like I could, I could see this being played like at someone's wedding, because I've been to weddings where you know the the bride and the groom are, are are a bit geeky and they they slip little things in there like that, and you know none of the normies notice. But uh, this is something like I, I kind of wish I had thought about it when I was getting married that I could have I could have slipped these into like you know having everyone get seated yeah. but listening to like harp versions of you know old nintendo classics and stuff i did some of that i didn't use this song though i did um the two songs that i was allowed to use because uh we we picked we each got two of our like nerdy picks to go in there and i picked mm -hmm. um the tactic wind from the wind waker and mm -hmm. uh marl's theme from chrono trigger yeah i mean those are uh, those are good ones. Those are good choices. Yeah, so. the band we hired absolutely butchered them, and I was very angry. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, that's why I... So, okay, slight tangent. I'm a sound engineer. I work bands all the time, you know, when we're not in a... Fuck... <clears throat> when we're not in a... whatever. Um, and I knew that if there was going to be a band at my wedding, I was going to sit and mentally work the whole time. Oh, the bass is too loud, the guitar is too low, EQ the vocals, you're doing it wrong. So I was like, DJ, we're doing a DJ, straight DJ. And he was a cool dude, and that's that's a story, and I'm sticking to it. That's an, That was an excellent choice. Yeah, these guys, uh, we got them the sheet music. It was just like a three-piece to to play the these songs that we had selected, and I gave them the original, I gave them the, the sheet music. They were like, we're all good. I said, here's the original version, in case you want to hear what it sounds like. I like, oh, no thanks, we're good. We can just read it off the sheet music. Okay, there's a lot of there's a lot of wacky timing in this song, but okay. And they just completely muffed the timing. Like the the uh, the, the tempo completely just blew through it super fast. It's like what are you doing? What are you doing? <sighs> That's a shame. Anyway, uh, let's move on to our next track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry. Great Fairy is wonderful, but now we get to some now we get to some actual meaty music. This is the prologue theme. This is the music that plays when it starts telling you the whole like history of Hyrule and the Triforce and stuff and you know, Aghanim coming in and taking over Hyrule Castle. This is such a cool piece of music. I love this song. So uh, let's go listen. Here is Prologue. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
prologue, which uh, not only plays over that intro, but also plays as soon as you uh, start the game. Uh, actually, a little bit more a more simplified version of that, I think, plays. It's basically the, the that same song when it's raining outside and everything. But, oh man, <laughs> what a piece of music, huh? It's so... I, you're thinking back to, like, this was the the start of the Super Nintendo, right? This is one of the earliest Super Nintendo games, and this stuff sounds orchestral. Like, you hear the, the, the strings, the violins going back and forth and whatnot. You hear this sounds like so much more like quote-unquote real music than any video games I had ever heard before this. And not to, not to mention just how much nicer it sounds, but just the actual composition is so, so cool and so interesting, especially when it goes to that, like, 3-4 part, like it just kind of switches over uh, time signatures for a little bit there, and then it goes back to 4-4. Four, four. It's really, really impressive. I, I, mm, great song. Um, yeah. You, you you pointed it out perfectly when you said, like, it's one of the earliest Super Nintendo games. This this particular song, this very specific song, it, to me, it reminds me so much of that early Super Nintendo soundtrack. There's, um, there's something uh, sonic, uh, or should I say, there's something about the sonic quality. There's there's something about the timbre of uh, of what's being done that really it really takes me back. Like in a weird way, it takes me back to um, to Act Razor to some extent. There's um, this little element I think that uh, exists here that eventually made its way over, or something similar made its way over to the Act Razor soundtrack. Um, but yeah, this, this, I feel like when I was first listening to this, I probably thought this was the most epic thing I'd ever heard in a video game ever, and nothing was going to top it. Um, just, it's just, uh, you know, it, its composition is, is fantastic. Um, you know, given the, given the, the limitations at the time and stuff, and it's still, you know, like this whole soundtrack, it, it holds up really, really well. And again, it takes me right I, I know ex- I could see it right in my head. I could see exactly what's happening. So it there's there's just such great like there's great memories tied to this game. Period, um, and the soundtrack especially. This wow. Yeah, seriously, seriously great stuff. So let us continue. Uh, after you run around outside in the rain, you make your way into Hyrule Castle. You sneak past the guards by sneaking in through the sewers. And this is where you hear this incredibly regal, wonderful, royal tune, Hyrule Castle, uh, which has also been reprised many times throughout the course of the history of the Zelda franchise since this game. Uh, So let's go ahead and give it a listen. Here's Hyrule Castle. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Well, that was Hyrule Castle. That was a... Mm. Mm. <laughs> that, that, that song, even with, like, the instruments being as, I guess, low fidelity and kind of midi-ish as they are, it still just commands such a presence, like the timpani and the trumpets and everything. It's... And I really think it's the composition that, that ties it all together. Not that the instruments are bad, but it's you know, obviously they're aged a bit. And it does just doesn't matter. Everything comes together so so strongly. It's it's such a wonderful song. Uh, absolutely. Uh, there's, like you said, there's some kind of lo-fi quality to it. Again, early on, you know, Super NES. Um, but it... it even even that doesn't take away from the composition. Just beautifully written, you know, the, the timpani and the, the trumpets, you know, just being just bouncing off of one another, working in, in Congress. It's it's just such a great uh, piece of music. You know, I'm one of the few people like I'm sitting here and, and listening to this and I'm thinking to myself, I'd love to hear the real instruments. And I've never actually gone and like looked for orchestral versions of which i'm sure there is an ocean you know <laughs> worth uh and i'm sitting here thinking like i think i'm gonna do that later today i think uh if i if i i'm feeling up to it and i leave the uh leave the house i'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in the headphones today i'm gonna make today epic nice yeah. epic's a good word because this this song really does have that this is really where now the first song is really kind of mysterious where you're sneaking into the castle but like man you go into this this place and it's incredibly foreboding because you're just this you're just a kid and now you're not in some dungeon you're in the royal castle like you're where the you're in like the basically the big government place it's a, it feels like you're out of your depth and that's a really really cool feeling that this song um kind of kind of makes you feel and it's a it, it's so successful at doing that it's so successful at sounding regal and also kind of foreboding at the same time because it, it, this isn't like let's happily go to the the castle this is like no the king's missing and you know the princess has been kidnapped and things are going bad man this this is a good time so uh, i really really nails it just just absolutely nails it oh absolutely uh something i love the idea of of uh something bigger than you i mean you know exactly what you just said like we're okay we're going to the capital we're going to the big building and uh you know it, it yeah like you said you're a child you're a kid whatever and you're now taking on this grandiose task and i think this this track definitely gives um it gives that off well uh speaking of grandiose speaking of big things um, uh oh! Next, this this next one is just kind of like this is kind of this is it, man. This is the overworld theme from Legend of Zelda, uh, as played through Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. It's uh, one of the few songs that's actually reprised from the original NES game, uh, and it's so masterfully done. And I will never forget the first time I heard it because you you finish all this, you go to the uh, the sanctuary, and you know the priest guy basically info dumps on you for like what feels like forever and it was raining before but as soon as you open up these doors you see that the doors open up and the world is green and bright and sunshiny and this music starts and it's just this I will never forget that feeling the first time I saw it I was like 
just just in absolute awe. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. Here's the overworld theme from The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And you think about though the times that I had heard that song before this version, where it was the NES game, and then like all the various weirdo versions in the background of the Zelda cartoon, and then this one with just the 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 the, the drums and the trumpets, and it's so majestic. <laughs> it was uh, it was a musical life-altering experience. Just just outstanding. It again it it has. Uh you know, the, what do you want to call it, the lo-fi quality still, and I, I have to laugh, like, don't get me wrong, this is iconic, iconic, no question about it, right, but I have to laugh at that little symbol, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just a little, little symbol, it's, uh, I have played in several bands, and every drummer has one of those symbols. Oh, a little sp- it's like a little splash symbol, yeah. It's it's like the dirtiest, it's so <laughs> ugly, and yet they somehow manage to fit it in there, and I'm always impressed with them. Um, but that being said, apart from that little symbol which gives me like a giggle, uh it it's iconic. I mean, like you can't you can't go wrong with this. You know, um it it, it the, for the overworld music too, it's just this is your soundtrack, essentially. You're listening to this, you know, 65 to 75, maybe even 80% of the time. Um, it's got to be good. And, and this is. It's it's better than bad. It's good. Thank you. Thank you, Blamo. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know what to say. No, it's such a if we, great reinvention of this song. Right? It just is. if we keep talking about it, we're just gonna babble. Like, yeah, no, I babble enough for one day. So let's let's move on. Also true from that magnificent, magnificent track to uh, another great song. It's really memorable because um, you hear this one a lot, and it's there's not a lot to it, but boy, this one really sticks with me. It's such a neat, neat, weird, spooky little tune. Here is the cave theme from the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. Enjoy.
I love that song. <laughs> it's so there's something so like cheesy about it, and yet so like perfect. It's great. It's got it. It has um it has all the elements of like dread. Yeah, you know, like you're in a cave and it's scary. Oh no! And the stabs ring, 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 bugga bugga bum bum bum. You know, it's great. It's just a great little track. I can see why it gets stuck in your head a lot. I mean, it, it's 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 got definitely a, a bit of cheese to it, but really the best thing is the weird little like squishy noise. The yeah, like <laughs> what the heck is that? It's so great. I love it so much. <laughs> and this song would be have so much less character without it. It's such a genius stroke I'll of give like you, that. you know what? Let's just add a few like wet footsteps in there. Just, just why not? Let's go, go nuts. Ah, oh, good times. Okay, uh, then this, uh, let's let's <coughs> let's keep this train moving on to Kakariko Village. Yes. Ah, boy, this is a good tune. Um, so. Honestly, I still think I prefer the uh, town music from Zelda 2 to this this one, but this is the one that always comes back. Kakariko Village tune is the one that always comes back for future Zelda games. It's been reinvented a number of times, uh, and this really is a really nice, really nice, nice peaceful song. Um, obviously, it is the sound s soundtrack to Kakariko Village, so let's dive right in. Enjoy. like the epitome of peaceful town music <laughs> yeah it really really is i don't know what else, I, I don't have a lot to say about this one it's not like i, I some, i'll it, say some yeah i got go, some go nuts say. please do all right i enjoy it i really do because you know it's part of the, the zelda pentheon of course it's a good song yeah. this particular version has elements early on that i find to be very shrill uh-huh uh -huh, yeah. um you know those leads when they when they're uh, up front, for me in my headphones at the moment, maybe it's because it's loud. I don't, I don't think it is, but they were, they were kind of rattling my brain a little bit. Um, and again, I'm a fan, I really am. Uh, but, but 
you know, this one with a grain of salt a little bit. I think, again, because of the limitations of the of the um, tech at the time and stuff, uh, just, just just a hair shrill. That's all. That's all I got to say. Yeah, so the, I, I, I hear you on that a little bit, little bit shrill, but all things considered. Yeah, no, that, and that's my whole point. It's all things considered, like, this is all great stuff. Uh, a nice song that's been reprised in, in better forms in future games, but laid, laid some solid groundwork with some amazing composition there. Absolutely. All right, this next one's a song um, you don't really hear all that often. It's uh, it's the the fortune teller theme, and it's uh, it's also used, I think, in a couple of shops in the dark world. It's just a neat little, uh, neat little, eerie tune. Like I don't know, it always makes me feel like I'm getting ripped off. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's got the it, it it's got the right feel to it. I don't know how to put it into words. So let's just listen to it. Here's fortune teller. Enjoy. That uh, computer part—I don't know what to call it. Uh, it just—it's <laughs> so strange to me. It comes really out of nowhere. <laughs> it's, it's, it, the whole song is so weird. I love it. It's—it's it's so. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a freaking weird tune, man. It always made me chuckle whenever I'd be there. Just—it reminds me of specifically in the dark world, like. Um, you go into the shop and there's that weird like animal looking dude in the background just like moving his arms back and forth real quick and they're all like hey you should uh yeah, buy some stuff get out of here <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so let's move on to the next track uh this is a short one but it's one of my absolute favorites in the entire game i love this one so much this is probably god there are so many moments in this game that I'll never forget, and this is this is yet another one. The first time I made it to the Lost Woods, I remember looking at it on the map, and you know, having read the instruction manual, I knew that was the Lost Woods. And you first go in there, and it's dark and misty, and it's like I remember being lost in the woods, the quote-unquote forest of maze in the original NES Legend of Zelda. And one of the things I had always wanted to really see was a proper spooky forest, and this just nailed it. There was that mist covering everything. There was that magical mushroom you could find, the big logs you would walk through, and then eventually you make it all the way to the top corner. And there's the Master Sword with all this Hylian language written all over it that you can't read and you can't pick mm-hmm. it up or anything. And it's just like the squirrels and the rabbits run by. It's, oh my god, this place is so cool. And this this music is so perfect for it because it's not a very large area. And especially when it's covered in mist, you don't spend a ton of time there. So the fact that the song's short is uh, not really that much of a problem. And, man, it just, it nails the feel of this area so flawlessly. So, let's give it a listen. Here is Lost Woods. Enjoy. (laughs) 
Ooh, what a wonderfully spooky song. I I can't disagree with you. There's there's something actually interesting about it that comes to mind. I like that it it has its its elements of um I don't know, spooky, I guess. You know, dark forest, lost woods, whatever which whatever you want to call it. But I think that flute in there gives it like the uh what's the word? It gives it the uh whimsy hmm. perhaps? The whimsy of Hyrule. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you have fairies that are, are helpful and around, and, you know, it's a fantasy-driven uh, uh, game, you know? So I feel like having that, that flute in there gives it an element um, that may not be so heavy-handed. Like, you might... Like, I don't know how many times I've heard that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And only now it's coming to me to say, like, oh, well... I guess that makes a little more sense why the flute's in there because, you know, you got this fantasy, this high fantasy element. There's blah, blah, this and that. And no, 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 you know what I mean? So I think that's, uh, if it was unintentional, then you did a great job. But if it was intentional, like absolutely spot on to give it um, that added dimension. I think that's what I was looking for. Yeah, that whole, um, the, the flute that comes in there uh, really just, it, it gives it that kind of, you know, traditional foresty whimsy lord of the ringsy high fantasy kind of thing uh feel to it it's it's just a flipping masterpiece of a game (laughs) this song just just nails the feeling of that place just so perfectly and i love it so let's keep going into yet a, a more spooky tune this is the dungeon theme this is the light world dungeons and Ooh, I love this song. This is a this song brings back memories because this is a, certainly a song you hear a lot of because you spend a lot of time in the dungeons. So let's give it a listen. Here's Dungeon. Enjoy.
ever-so-spooky dungeon theme from The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. How does that song make you feel? Oh, man. It it really takes me back. It really, really takes me back. I What I love, I think, the most about that song really is the first 10, 15 seconds of it when it's kind of disjointed, right? And it's it's got those uh, notes going first. And then right when it picks up and it goes into its meat and potatoes so to speak Mm -hmm. i just absolutely love that part i think to me it um wow i it it just i don't know that opening part really makes me think like this is like some stuff's going down right now i'm like i'm in it where this is you know because every dungeon is different and and every dungeon had you know its own monsters and its own um designs and things like that so is it just i think it lends itself to all right what's next what's right around the corner what's coming you know what's right in front of me and i I love that feeling yeah it's um ah i forgot what i was gonna say rats uh (laughs) this uh this one specifically reminds me of the third dungeon every time i hear this song i immediately get a vision of the first dungeon but then okay. it's the third dungeon because I spent so much time the first time I played this movie. I spent so much time trying to figure out how to get the moon pearl. <laughs> so you're mm. walking on those stars that change where the holes are in the floor. And for some Ugh. reason, between that and the, the, the crystal switches, like I just remember that sound of hitting the crystal switches and trying to figure out how to fall down and get the moon pearl. For some reason, it just it stumped me so much when I was a kid. And now I do it now. It's like... Of course, that's how, how it's done. It's, it's not hard. <laughs> what, what, what was yeah. what's wrong with me? Yeah. Um, but it just it, it played with my spatial reasoning so much. But this song re- just reminds me so much of that specific instance because I was stuck there for a good long while. And that boss, that stinking snake thing that you have to hit in the tail, and he keeps he can knock you down off the side, and then yes. you got to climb back up and start all over again. It's like ah, stop knocking me up. Hate that thing. Come on, man. Let me just kill you. Like, why are you trying to fight me? You're like one pendant left. Okay, one pendant. Stop it. Let me have it. Don't understand. <laughs> oh, good times. Okay. Uh, next up is uh boy. Yeah, this is another one that's um really heavily associated with Ocarina of Time. Um, and I feel like not enough people realize it's actually from this game. Uh, it's not really heavily featured in this game. It just it, this happens to be the music in the background whenever you're talking to Zelda, whereas it's actually a thing in future Zelda games, specifically Ocarina of Time. But this is Zelda's Lullaby, which is in fact from A Link to the Past. So let's give a listen to the original flavor, Zelda's Lullaby. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Zelda's lullaby. Yep. Yep, that's what it was. Yep, that sure is what that song. I mean, it's. <laughs> I almost Sorry. skipped this one. Honestly, it was just a. It's such an important part of Zelda history. I felt like we had to 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 give it its due. It's. I mean, it's certainly not a bad piece of music or anything. Um, it's definitely a song that I feel sounds a little bit better in uh, some more modern Zelda games. But either way, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty nice. It's it's no, it does have absolutely. that shrill thing that you were talking about though. Like it gets a little. Gets a little high pitched in a few places. A little pitchy, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, it is a product of its time, but regardless, it's a, it's a. No, it's absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Again, not you know, not uh, pooping on it. Yeah, it's not really something that's that that stuck with me all that much the first time I I had played it, which is neat because um, when I when it was reprised in Ocarina of Time, I immediately recognized. It's like, oh well, they were using this song, huh? That's pretty cool. Uh, but because I, I never really thought much of it. The original, you know, the, the when I originally played it, so yeah, it's neat. I'm a fan. Okay, well, uh, it's time to uh, it's time to leave the light world and move on to the dark world. Uh, one of the greatest things about the Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past was it was one of the first games a lot of people played with the parallel universe mechanic that's since been reprised in countless countless games. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, this was it was such a novel concept back when this uh, game first came out. And the first time you enter the Dark World and a Link to the Past, uh, you are missing an item called the Moon Pearl. Um, the Moon Pearl is what allows you to keep your shape in the Dark World, whereas the Dark World uh, makes you makes your physical form reflect what is in your heart, uh, which I always thought was a really cool uh, a really cool mechanic that was uh, later reprised to explain why Ganon's a pig. Uh, super awesome stuff. But um. So when you first go there, uh, you're on top of Death Mountain. You're trying to get to that third dungeon I was talking about, and you have to briefly go into the Dark World. You meet this devil-looking dude beating up a dude who turned into a ball because he could never make up his mind. And uh, you don't have a Moon Pearl, so you turn into a rabbit. And the music is different when you don't have the Moon Pearl equipped. So let's give it a listen. Here is No Moon Pearl. Enjoy. Silly, I love that silly song. It's so goofy, <laughs> it really in in kind of like the pantheon of of um, Legend of Zelda. But I dig it. I like, bump, 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 better now. Like that's impressive. Yeah, it's for a its time. Really well written tune. It's that like weird trumpet little boom, 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 that's going on. That's just so silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's also like really kind of off-putting and mysterious, you know. Like there's there's something about it that it really is perfect for the instance that it's used in, which is it's not a song that's in the game very much at all. Um, 
it's just in this like one or two spots especially you know after you, you really only do it once before you get the moon pearl unless you don't get it then you go back there but it's it's just got a, such a weird weird tone to it I, I i love it yeah adds an extra layer of character to this wonderful soundtrack it, it definitely does it uh it definitely does there's no question but then you get the moon pearl mm-hmm. and uh this uh, it's it's debatable which order I wanted to put these in. I feel like I, I feel like if I'm remembering correctly, I heard this song first because I got the moon pearl and then I went outside. Uh, and this is what Death Mountain sounds like in the Dark World when you have the moon pearl. It's also the music for the Dark World's version of the Lost Woods. Uh, and it's a great tune, and uh, we're gonna listen to it because that's what we're here to do. So here we go, Death Mountain, Dark World, enjoy. such an interesting song to me because of the way it kind of that second part of it has such a different tone than the rest of it it's almost hopeful uh which is so weird because of the completely desolate places where this music is heard but somehow it works even though it has even though it it seems out of place the rest of it is so just like dour and 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 mean sounding which really fits the uh fits the environment but that kind of like that second part of it just kind of adds to the fact that you know you're you're the good guy. It's not all bad. We're we're trying to save the world. We're not not everything is lost. I don't know. It's it gives this interesting dash of, of hope to a, a, an otherwise pretty uh, hopeless sounding song. So, well, there it is. I mean, pretty much everything you said sums up mostly what I feel about it. I think um, I think it's just uh, it's another track where. It's just another gorgeous piece of music. Again, sitting in a book of gorgeous music. Um, the I, I'm a fan of marches. I like the dun 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 dun. You know, and the little dun 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 dun. It just there's something about it. Maybe it brings you back to my childhood of like cartoons and things like that. Um, or I don't know, 
my love of World War II as every man turns 40, gets into World War II. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, it's it's a good piece of music, though. And yeah, I know what you mean. I, I absolutely know what you mean about the hopefulness. There's a... In that lead, there's a bit of, of brightness da, that works. Da, 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 da. Like, it just... Mm-hmm. Uh, a little change. Yeah. Again, it's. I think it's another piece of music that falls under the umbrella of epic. Indeed. It is quite an epic tune. Yep. But this one here... This bad boy we're about to listen to is the Overworld from the Dark World, and that is an epic piece of music right there. This is, uh, mm. This song has also been reprised a couple times throughout the course of this franchise's history, and it is a masterpiece of a song, one of my favorite on the whole soundtrack. Let's give it a listen. Here is the Overworld, Dark World. Enjoy. have it that's the dark world love that song love that song <laughs> that song's good um yeah no i think sometimes i have trouble deciding if i like this one over the regular overworld oh more. that's tough because there's something i mean the original overworld is very you know iconic yeah right obviously but this one, in my opinion, I think it's iconic for other reasons. I like, I, I like, I love just. Yeah. It's almost like, um, like a call and answer to the original Overworld. It, there's just something so brilliant about this piece of music. It's so so good and. The, the instrument choices, everything about it is, is is so phenomenally put together, and I really also like the 
the, the other versions I've heard of this song, because it's really, it's, it's really quite malleable. Like, uh, there's the, when they were doing that Zelda Live tour, the, the concert, there was a mm-hmm. really, really, like, epic version of this song uh, played all out and very, very heavy horns and stuff like that. And then there's, um, you think, to the Link Between Worlds for 3DS, where it's much more, like, reserved and um, almost like, like chamber orchestra style. Like, and it works so well in every single direction that you push this, push it in. It's, but this specific version, like even when you think about some of the other stuff that we listen to, like Zelda's Lullaby, this one's got really no issues on this on the the original Super Nintendo version. It still sounds so darn cool. Um, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, what's not to love? Ah, uh, the Hinoxes. I hate those guys. Throwing bombs at fair. me. Fair. <laughs> Fair, fair, fair. Well, you can't have an over overworld without a dungeon. Uh, I was going to say underworld, but it doesn't really work. So the, uh, doesn't really work. Yeah. Dark World has a whole bunch of dungeons, and uh, this is uh, another pretty great dungeon theme. So let's give it a listen. Here's the dungeon theme from the Dark World. Enjoy. Episode. Oh, rats. <laughs> right, it's November. It's that. It's still spooky, though. It's still really good, really good spooky music. The the, the string is just going that, that whole time. Really, really gets just the right atmosphere in there, and everything is just like, it's super dreadful, and like, it puts you just a bit on edge, but it's also not really high energy. It just, it just nails everything it's going for. Wonderful song. Again, some of my favorite Zelda music is straight out of this game, and this is no exception to that uh, that list. This is just another one of those iconic tracks uh, from this game. I this probably sits top five, definitely top five, maybe top three of this this whole soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love, 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 love this track. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal, man. It's uh, it's. Like and that original Light World dungeon theme is so like 
eerie and stuff, and this just takes everything that one does and brings it to the next level of like, okay, all right. <laughs> Thought the other one was foreboding, but now it's four, four foreboding, five boating. There you go. It might be eight boating. Oh my goodness. Ah, ha, ha, Multiplying. Ha. All right, we've got a few left here. So uh, this next one is uh, uh, it's, it's a great one. It's the boss battle music really good boss battle music it's very very intense it's very loud it's very fast it's very awesome it's very right now enjoy Yeah, not much going on there, but man, that that intro. Dun, dun, mm-hmm. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Again, first boss of the game was really. There's two ones that this music really matched the terror of what was happening. Like, remember walking into that um, first boss of the game, which was the six statues, <laughs> and you go yes. in there, and the music comes, and like, all right, what's going on? And like, as soon as the dun, 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 as soon as that ends, they start shaking and they start jumping up and down in a pattern. I was like, Maga, Maga, what do I do? They're everywhere. Yep. Oh, it was so awesome. And then the other one is the first boss in the Dark World, the the giant Helmosaur. This so is you walk into. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Walk into the room and it's like, oh my god, that's gigantic. <laughs> yeah, like what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> Oh, I loved it, loved it. Love this tune. Again, not much to it, but it's like, it's just loud, repetitive drums. It's, it's perfect. It's great. Sometimes less is more. That it is, that it is. Well, I don't know, you got anything else to add to that one? No, no, I don't. Then we continue to um, a song that has been reprised a great number of times. Again, a lot of people recognize this one a lot from Ocarina of Time, but it was in fact uh, from this game. It is the Ganon theme. Enjoy. And I, I, I love this song for being what it is, you know, for this version, but I'll never forget knowing this song because I had beaten this game so many times, especially I had fought that last battle with Ganon so many times, so I was very familiar with this song. But then when you get to that last battle in Ocarina of Time and Ganon's literally playing this song on a pipe organ... <laughs> You're like, hey! Like, he's the one playing the music. I'm like, oh, this is, this is just... Yeah, well done. Magnificent. Keep it up. 
Nah, this is, a, this is some good, this is some proper foreboding music right here. This is, this is some, some good business. It's used to think when Aghanim is, uh, you know, zapping Zelda away and whatnot before you fight him. Just, mm, good, good tune. I mean, I, I can't say much that we haven't already said about the entire soundtrack, mm-hmm. but I think, I think this is just good. You know what I like about this really? Uh, it's, it's a song that is representative of Ganon, but it's not so heavy-handed. You know what I mean? Like some songs or some some tracks that get a you know slapped with villains or the main villains of BBGE or whatever. Um, you know they they tend to be grandiose and massive and epic and everything. And this is a little more understated, and I like that. Yeah, um, be- because I feel there's a lot in this game that's big and grandiose, uh, but Ganon's track kind of isn't, and that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. I like that. I like that quite a bit. But his actual battle is, in fact, wow. Yeah, really invigorating. Really good tune. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to it. This is also our last track of the evening, until the one we, we send you away with. But here is Final Battle, the actual fight against Ganon, and what a cool, cool fight it was. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. thinking back to fighting this guy for the first time it's like all right i got you because <laughs> he didn't disappear in the original one when you first walk into that room you walk in and he's just like ah, i'm invisible and you're just stabbing flailing in the dark like ah, i don't know what to do this guy he just stands there and takes it and he just takes whatever you're throwing at him like you just go over there and smack him with your sword and you kind of bounce off him like you could tell you're doing damage but it doesn't phase him at all he's just like taking the damage and he just 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 beat the heck out of him. Well, so I was listening, we were rudely interrupted by a flood happening in my house. But it's all fixed now. Final battle with Gaddon. Gannon, phenomenal song. Matt, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I mean, iconic fight, personally. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this final boss, this final fight. Um, it's a song that, like, like every, just about every single song we've listened to, I go right back. The ver- I remember the very first time I had this fight, I was, and I do, I still do this, you know, 30 years later, doesn't matter what, what video game I'm playing, how, how much I've torn through the game, 
I always freak out on the first fight. I'm like, alright, okay. Because I'm like this weirdo that wants to get it done the first time around. I don't know. Um, again, more <laughs> about me than anything else. But um, I remember having this fight and just being like, oh man. This, you know, like, there's something about this music. You know, some games you play and you fight the boss. And we've been trained, like, oh, he's got like three forms or whatever. Uh-huh. Or, you know, you hear the music and you're like, oh, this is it. This is This is the final fight. This music to me screams final fight, and when I heard it, I was like, "Yep, final fight! Like this is it. Yep, this, this is, is what we, it's been. This is how we're finishing yep, it, things. Yep, this, we've been building towards this the whole game, and uh, I don't think it disappoints at all. The fight, the the game, the music, none of it disappoints. Yeah, hundred percent. This is a masterpiece, top to bottom, and I'm so glad we spent the time listening to it. Um, I'm happy at turn 30, yet upset at turn 30. (laughs) Yes, indeed. We're old. (laughs) Yes, indeed, we're old. But at least I can always remember that I was 10 when it came out. So, (laughs) at least I can... Uh, Yeah, it's really hard for me to think that I was, like, 12 playing this. Yeah, it's crazy, but here we are. All right, well, um, that's going to kind of wrap it up. I've got some... uh, got some water to, to to mop up around the house and make sure nothing's in any sort of danger so i'll i'll take care of that but um uh that's our show join us next time as we conclude our year of anniversaries it's done but we got one Yay. left we're gonna celebrate the 30 uh, 35 years of kid icarus how i don't know yeah we'll probably just listen to a bunch of kid icarus music it'll be great but um yeah Good times. Here we we here at the Waveback Music Podcast <laughs> are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love communicating with you when we can. And we have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Aid Discord channel, in which we have a Waveback chat, where we frequently discuss all manner of stuff relating to video game music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. And we also have a Waveback forum page on Facebook, which you can find by searching Waveback on Facebook. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Um, you got anything uh, important to say before we uh, skedaddle? Uh, no, I don't. Be kind to each other. Yes, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Oh, yes. Um, we're going to leave you with the ending theme. It's it's a long one, but uh, it's a great one. It's Because uh, this game has a really memorable ending where you get to see uh, what happened to all the characters that you met along the way, and it's mm-hmm. really quite delightful. So uh, enjoy that, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for li- listening. Have a good night.